sooner or later, football always gets back to basics. Sooner or later, football gets back to basics. Uh, typically, the running game. Running game is back in football, and it's no more apparent than if you watch uh, successful teams this season or even watch the games throughout this the postseason thus far. The running game, the teams that have won have been doing it with the running game for the most part. What's going on, folks? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this edition of Short Yardage. And it is Conference Championship Week. And unfortunately, the Seahawks are not playing, but we already knew that. But we're going to keep the ball rolling for the love of the game, for the love of the sport. You know, one thing we learn when we have families and we grow up and we have kids and stuff like that. Something I'm learning is that there's certain questions you just simply can't ask because there's just no good answer going to come from it and probably won't even be the truth, whatever answer you might get. One of those questions is how does stuff get broken? How, how, does, how do things get broken? No one seems to know how things get broken, particularly my things. How does, how, how does the, uh, the chassis on my laptop computer I'm the only one who's supposed to be using my computer, by the way. There's no one supposed to touch my computer. Yet, somehow, the um, the slot, the, the micro SD slot on my computer, on the right side of the chassis, the area around it, the frame is, is, is broken. It's broken. I, I just noticed it a few minutes ago, and when I touched it, it basically just fell off. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world. The computer still works just fine. But now I have a chipped chassis. Um, on my laptop where the micro SD uh, slot is. And how does this happen? How does, I know I didn't drop the machine. I did not, did not drop my computer. I did not bang it. I did not drop it. I did not hit it. That means somebody else did in, in my family. But do I even ask? Do I dare even ask? Because I know I'm not going to get an acceptable answer and it's just going to upset me, right? So I'm not even going to ask. I'm not going to ask, I'm certainly not going to ask my five or three-year-old daughters because they probably won't even remember. And if I ask their mother, that that might just turn into a fight. Because <laughs> one thing I do know is when things of mine have been broken by someone other than myself, meaning one of the other three people uh, in this family, in my family, um... Somehow or another, it ends up being my fault. One time I got uh, a pair of hair clippers broken. And uh, it was actually, you know, it was, it, was, it was wifey that broke them. But, some, but she actually had the gall to tell me it was my fault because I left them out. It was my fault that she dropped them because, it was, uh, because I left them out. Anyway, I don't need to go into it too deep about my domestic issues. It's football we're talking about here today. But my damn laptop's broken. I'm not happy about it. All right. The running game. The running game. We got two games coming up on Sunday, which is technically right now because I waited to the last minute to put this podcast up. 
we have the damn Los Angeles Rams. They made it. They made it to the NFC Championship game. I said it wouldn't happen. I said the Rams weren't real. Um, the Rams are a good football team. The Rams are a good football team. Um, this game's going to be big. Uh, the Rams versus the Saints. The Saints, the Saints at home are not going to be an easy team to beat. But if you let's put it like this, um, last time these teams played, uh, Breeze had a pretty good day um, versus the Rams secondary. Uh, I think he had three hundred and forty something yards, four touchdowns. Um, it was. It, it was it was it was a good day for Drew Brees. Uh, that game, I believe, was without Aqib Talib in the uh, in the Rams secondary, and they made uh, they made a mockery. They made an example and a mockery of uh, one Marcus Peters um, in that game. Um, so that I imagine uh, the offensive uh, game plan is going to be to go after Peters again. Um, certainly wouldn't expect them to attack Aqib Tlaib um, on the other side of the field. So uh, I expect to see that again. <coughs> Pardon me, I'm a little under the weather. But um, just talking about the Rams. First of all, the way the Rams played last week against Dallas, uh, many people say that Dallas you know, had a chance late in that game and and, you know, it wasn't the, the the score of that game was in no way indicative of uh, of the, the the real whooping that the Rams put on Dallas. That, that game was never close. And despite, you know, despite the, uh, you know, the, the eight points, uh, you know, spread at the end. Uh, it was not that close. I mean, you give it, you know, call that last score for Dallas garbage time. I mean, L.A. had two running backs over 100 yards. Jared Goff was super efficient. No picks. On time. Every time. I mean, uh, the, the, the guy was out there looking like an all-star. Yeah, he didn't throw any touchdown passes, but he didn't need to. The defense was disruptive in the backfield. Todd Gurley had a what do you have forty something yards rushing on the day, something like that, something something minuscule and in, in, in overall, you know, you know, insignificant. Um, yeah, I mean, just 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 a, a an amazing amazing game that I told all my people that that are Dallas fans, um, that even though I wanted to see Dallas lose. Um, you need not hang your head if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan in that game because you just got beat. And that's not a jab. That's that's simple as the Rams played up a, a, a nearly per, about as perfect game as you can ask any team to play. And it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat any team when they play a game that perfect. I don't care what team it is. That was a perfect game. And you can't beat a team that plays a perfect game. Teams rarely play perfect games. And that's why there's, you know, parody or whatever you want to call it. But the Rams played a perfect game. And if they play a game that perfect uh, tomorrow on Sunday, they won't, they, the Saints won't beat them either. Simply won't. Um, 
it, it's 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 yeah it was this is just a great game it was it was a great game where did cj anderson come from where did where did cj anderson come from like the last time i even remember hearing about cj anderson was uh in denver yeah was he a free agent or on somebody's uh on somebody's bench or what i don't even know i don't know where cj anderson was before last weekend and he came out there and and went ham on that dallas defense Just to, I mean, I mean, what more? You you couldn't ask for any more from the Rams team, and and that if if that was their high water mark uh, for the postseason, um, that's going to be really unfortunate because um, they're going to need to do that uh, throughout the rest. If they want to win a Super Bowl ring, they're going to have to play just like that, just like that. If they want to do something. On the other hand, you had the New Orleans Saints, who are no slouches. Um, play it at home, you know the Saints. Talk about a home field advantage. The, the playing in the Superdome certainly is one. Uh, one of the one of the best home field advantages in football, next to the clink, of course. Um, there was a lot of talk last week about how the Saints, you know, weren't that good, didn't play that well, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that really wasn't the case. It really wasn't the case. So Bree Breeze was twenty eight for thirty eight. This is. This is his final numbers. 28 for 38, 300 yards, two touchdowns. They rushed for 100 and almost 40 yards as a team. Michael Thomas, all by himself, 12 catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown, including a, a long 42-yarder. The, 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 the part people want to want to harp on in that game is that um, you know, they went down 14 nothing early. But you know, who cares? Right? Like, who really cares? They went down 14 nothing early. They, they, Philly uh, got a turnover. That's really what did it. They got a turnover. They scored. They got a turnover. And then they scored again. 14 points in the first quarter. And that was pretty much it. That's really all they did the rest of the game. They certainly didn't score again. Well, at least what time? What was the final score of that game? I don't remember what the final score was. Let's go check that. Let's go check the numbers real quick because I don't remember what the final score was, but it wasn't close. Twenty to fourteen. Twenty to fourteen was the final score in that game, um, but it wasn't that close because twenty to fourteen. 14 was was the Eagles number in the first quarter. So they they were held scoreless the entire rest of the game. So um yeah, I'm not I'm not buying. I'm not buying the Saints struggling against Philly. It's not too different than the the the, the Rams Cowboys game. Philly had Two quick scores early, and that was all they had. The Rams, excuse me, the the uh, the Saints offense took a while to get going, but at the end of the day, it's a certainly a productive day after it's all said and done. So, this is going to be a good game on the NFC side. Um, two high-powered offenses. Um, whoever is able to run the ball is going to have a good day. And right now we know the Rams can run the ball. That we know. 
individually and as a team. They run, they run the ball well. As a team, the Saints ran the ball well uh, against Philly. That's all you got to do. If you get a, if you can manage 150 yards running the running the football in any game, you've got balance. You've got balance. You don't become one dimensional. So I'm looking as much as I hate to say I want the Saints to win. Well, let me put it like this. I want the Rams to lose. But something's telling me that they're not going to. And it doesn't make me happy. I don't ever want to see my rival do anything good. I don't ever want I don't ever wish good for the Rams, the 49ers or the Cardinals ever. I never wish that. And I don't like the Cowboys. So the Rams playing the Cowboys was a hard, you know, was hard for me because I had to, you know, kind of root for one or the other. And I, I would rather them both lose. If it had it my way, they both would have lost. So, but I couldn't make that happen. Couldn't make it happen. And then you got the Chiefs and the Pats. Um, and I mean, what more can be said about the New England Patriots? I don't know. Look, here's here's the deal. Here's what here's what we all have to accept. Um, if the Patriots, I mean, certainly if they win the Super Bowl, but I'm saying even if they win on Sunday and get back to the Super Bowl. As as a league, as a as as a fan, as anyone who pays attention to football, don't you kind of have to wave the white flag? You have to anyone who is still fighting the the fight, anyone who is still arguing against the Patriots, you really have to lay you know what lay down your arms or whatever. You're done. The Patriots are the best team ever. Especially if they win the Super Bowl. But certainly if they go to it. I mean, this is, I think this is easily the weakest Patriot team that we've seen in some time. And here they are still in the AFC Championship game looking for a spot in the Super Bowl. That the team just finds a way to keep winning. No matter what. No matter what the situation. There's no way that that any of New England's previous teams are weaker than this team. This year's team has got to be New England's weakest team in a while. But look where they are still. It's amazing. It's amazing. The Chiefs, um, you know, they got a high-powered offense, but their defense is poor. You got to outscore Tom Brady. Not impossible, but a tall task. But a tall task. It would be easier to do if your defense had any gumshoe. Any, any, if your defense had any, anything. If your defense had the ability to stop, to stop a, a, a runny nose. You might be able to walk into this game confident, but the Kansas City defense is poor 
and that's and that's on its best day. And um, I don't see you stopping Tom Brady with that, uh, you know, that that poor of a defense. I could see this game, you know, this could be a high scoring game. But let's just say what everybody wants is to see the Rams play the Chiefs again. Right. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the Rams to play the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. So let's just go ahead. Um, and I mean, I want to say that that could probably happen, but it, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm torn on the on the AFC game. I'm torn. Got a high powered offense with no defense to back it. And then on the other hand, you got Tom Brady. And Tom Terrific uh, doesn't often lose in these types of situations. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Looking forward to talking about it after the fact. Sonny Michelle. Right? Sonny. Sonny. One of the weirdest names in football, I think. Not so much for, you know, the, 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 it says it's spelled funny. Sony is sunny spelled like Sony and Michelle is spelled, you know, different too. One of those weird names, but Sonny Michelle had himself a day. Um, he had 24 rushes for almost 130 yards. Yeah. Over five yards of carry over five yards of carry the running game. I'm telling you teams are winning with the running game. Look what they did to the Chargers. The Chargers, they held Melvin Gordon to 15 yards on nine carries. Took the running game completely out of the picture. Rivers threw the ball 51 times in that game. 51 times. For what? Why do you throw the ball 51 times to score 28 points and 14 of them were in garbage time? They scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but that they weren't coming back. 51 times the one-sided game. That's how you win football games. Make them one-dimensional. Chargers were Chargers were out of their league in that game. I was hoping that, you know, Rivers will finally get his win over Tom Brady. He has never beaten Tom Brady. Well, it didn't happen that day. That's for sure. It may never happen. He might, he might retire. His career might end never. Beating Tom Brady. Tom Brady will be uh, forever the bane of Philip Rivers' existence uh, in the NFL. That's unfortunate. Russell Wilson's beat. Russell Wilson's beating Tom Brady. Yeah, I know he didn't beat him where it really mattered, but he beat him. He's beat him. That's the point. Russell Wilson's beat. Russell Wilson's beaten Big Ben. You know, Russell Wilson has beaten Aaron Rodgers. Right. Russell Wilson has beaten all these. You know, great QBs. He's beaten Drew Brees. Wait, has he beaten Drew Brees? Has Russell beat Drew Brees? I think so. So, speaking of the Seahawks, Seahawks signed um, uh, a quarterback. Uh, the old uh, who was supposed to be the next big thing in Denver, Paxton Lynch. Um, you know, I I get so sick of of internet media. They, you, you see somebody, you see a signing like this and people start wondering, oh, are Seahawks having second guesses about Russell? Well, we get, give me a break. Give me a break. What are you even talking about? 
Paxton Lynch, what, as as if he's going to replace Russell Wilson? I've been seeing some crazy things on the internet. Like, um, talk about Bruce Irvin coming back, which I don't think is even an actual real thing. I just, it was, you know, people just 12 up. I think I referenced this in the previous podcast, 12 up. Dot com. 12 up is a sports. I call it, um, you know, I, I call it, it's, it's like the national Enquirer of, of, of sports media truly is. They just say whatever they say, anything they, 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 they post something, they, they make an article that says any old thing is going to get somebody to click on it. And it's never, it never holds any water. It's satire. And I thought they were a Seahawk um, uh, site at first because they're, you know, 12, 12 up. So I was thinking, oh, man, this is a Seahawk, folks, and they're posting all this nonsense. But come to find out, they're, I guess they're not a Seahawk uh, organization. They're just just a coincidence that they chose 12. But, um, yeah, but see, you know, people talking about uh, putting uh, uh, Shaquem Griffin at safety. This is the nonsense I'm seeing out there. I a whole I was involved in a thread where people are talking about why Shaquem Griffin would be good at safety. What? What are you What are you talking about? And no disrespect to Shaquem Griffin. I think. I mean, let me just put it. Let me just you know put this out there um, as a you know um, as a disclaimer. I think the the dude. Is a hall of he's a hall of famer in my book simply because he made it to the NFL with one hand. He has one hand and he's playing in the NFL. That alone makes him a hall of famer in my book. But the dude can't play safety. Like, what are you thinking? Like, if anybody, if anybody who who's who thinks that you could put a one-armed guy or a one-handed guy at safety, please comment. After you hear this, because I'd be more than happy to to debate this with you. How, how do you? Granted, I, I I know that no one is. It's not lost on anyone that pass coverage wouldn't be his forte. But if you're playing safety, even if you only come in on run situations, you still have to be ready to play the pass. What do you think people would say the very first time he went up to swat a ball, and he missed it with his no hand? Why the hell do you put a one-armed man in the pass on <laughs> at safety? He's undoubtedly going to end up caught in pass coverage. It's, it's oh, uh, one guy tried to try to check me saying, "Do you know how many interceptions he had in college?" I'm like, "Yeah, he had a total of three. I think it was three. He had one each season he played, and that's amazing." But you have to admit. You have to submit to the fact that even the worst two-handed catcher is better than any one-handed catcher. The the I I I would be I would challenge anyone with two hands. I would challenge that anyone with two hands is a better catcher than anyone with even the best one-handed catcher. Simple. That's just simple common sense. But no, you want to say put uh, Shaquem Griffin at safety. All right. Well, well. 
Thank goodness the people who say that aren't the one making the decisions. Because that would just be silly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to defend. I defend the Seahawks. I defend my team through questionable decisions all the time because I, I can find a reason for it. I wouldn't be able to defend the Seahawks on that one. If someone came to me and said, hey, Rob, what's up with your team putting a one-armed man at safety? I'm like, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. It's just some of the silly stuff. I love it. I love going on the internet and just reading up on some of the, and I feel bad sometimes because I challenge these people and I'm just like, you know, I'm just fighting my brothers, you know, you know, why am I going to go on the internet and battle with people over the Seahawks? Like, obviously I'm, we're 12s, you know, we shouldn't be fighting about this stuff. Right. But gosh, I, I just, I hate seeing silly things said. I, I, I'm a snob when it comes to being a football fan and I hate when my, you know, my cohorts say silly stuff. And then, you know, then I feel like at one, at some point or another, I'm going to have to defend it. Hey Rob, what about this? What about that? Stop saying dumb stuff. Be a, be a smart fan. All right. That's enough of me, uh, windbagging on this one. I think that's, I think that's enough. We're at 25 minutes. Uh, some good football coming up on Sunday. I'm looking for a win by the Rams. Um, high scoring game. Mid high scoring game. Rams by six. Um, with a late, uh, with a late defensive stop. Rams by six with a late defensive stop. I'm, I'm saying. You know, 34, 28, something like that. And on the other side, um, yeah, it's I think it's too tough to call. Because just as easily as I could say it's anybody's game, I could say that, you know what, Brady's going to go out there and just, and just clean house. I could say either one. I could say either one or I could have either one said to me and, I, and I'd agree with it. I'd agree with it. So I'm not going to make a call on that one. I'm not going to make a call on that one. But when I get back up here, I'm going to say, I knew it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get out of here and uh, rest my voice because if I keep on talking, I'm probably going to lose it. Um, my voice, that is. And uh, nobody likes that. So uh, before we go, um, let's make sure that we check in SeattleSportsUnion.com, SeattleSportsUnion.com. That is Seattle at Seattle Sports Union on Facebook and Twitter. Check in, uh, with me and the guys there for everything, uh, Seattle sports up to and including the Mariners, the Seahawks, the, the, the Seattle mist, um, and everything in between, um, SeattleSportsUnion.com. Check it out. And uh, don't forget to check back here on Short Yardage after the game. We'll talk some more. We'll get into some more uh, Seahawk off-season stuff as the weeks uh, move on. And and uh, we get toward free agency and the draft. And then we will chill out until about August. All right. That's it for me. This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk. We'll see you later. Go Hawks.